Uh, the same Sig June, but another podcast, another fortnight. And thanks to all who responded so positively to Hotbox number 69, especially those who enjoyed the jazz worms and that little trail that we found all the way from the jazz worms to Ashburn County Meath. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you better look up Hotbox 69. But now we're into number 17. We'll be doing some more guitar stuff, finding some players in the D file, and in fact, looking back for a couple from the um, the C file that we missed out. But in D, we'll find, of course, Al Dimeola, very famous guitar star, and we'll start with a very fine guitarist who appeared in Bray back in 2014, Jacob Deaton. Thank you. 
Backroads from Jacob Deaton. A nice, thoughtful way to get us into the 70th edition of the Hotbox. Um, it was from his 2013 album, which is called My Home, with the Tribulation Band, he calls it, Aki Marable on the alto, Nick Rosen as the pianist, Craig Shaw bass, and Justin Cheseret on drums. Now, the song was a reflection of his roots in small-town, backwards America, Midwest, and I think he's based in Atlanta now, but he came from a very rural area. He says in the liner notes that he hopes we can see the rolling green hills and fields in perfect unison. Yeah, I think we can, Jacob. Um, He's based in Atlanta, as I said, um, but talking of the Midwest of America, I thought we might stray a bit away for the next piece of music and hear some real West from a virtuoso guitarist who, as they say, plays all styles. Jerry Douglas is his name. Uh, His preferred guitar is the Dobro, also known as the Resonator Guitar which was invented in the 1920s, and they're now made by the Epiphone division of Gibson. The Resonator guitar um, really has never booked its place in the jazz world, but Jerry Douglas is an absolutely extraordinary player. He played with Ray Charles, he's played backing with an immense number of stars. Johnny Mathis is one that springs to mind. He's played with Eric Clapton as well, and a host of pop and country acts over the years. So here he is with a short one, uh, his resonator guitar and a little piece called Little Martha.
thought us jazz fans couldn't play any kind of music other than jazz. Well, we can. We played Eric Clapton in a previous guitar file, so we certainly play the wonderful Jerry Douglas. That was Little Martha, his own composition. And I will make a sharp return to jazz and a brand new album, in fact, a new album posthumously released from Larry Coryell with an all-Irish rhythm section.
Yeah, jump back there to the C file, the guitarists filed under the letter C, uh, to introduce a brand new release, posthumously, sadly, from Larry Coriel. He made an album uh, which was to be his last, uh, with Dave Redmond on the bass and Kevin Brady on the drums when he was in Ireland, and it came out just too late for me to get it into the H-box, uh, which was uh, back in uh, number 68. Well, it's a great set, uh, really very great set. It's very relaxed there, quite a lot of it acoustic, some more funky stuff, uh, electronic stuff, as, as well as the acoustic gem that we've just heard. So we'll come back to that in a future programme, no doubt. Larry Curiel, as I said, he very sadly died prematurely. He absolutely loved Ireland, and as you can hear, he also loved Irish musicians. And it's uh, that same rhythm section that pops up in our next track because uh, it's Kevin Brady and Dave Redmond and we have to talk about Phil Ware, the pianist. And we'll talk a bit about Phil after we've heard this. Thank you. 
the Philware trio there from back in 2007. That was Fat Tuesday, which was composed by Kevin Brady. And we need to talk about Phil, or more specifically, the fund for Phil. In June of last year, Phil suffered a serious stroke, which has left him severely disabled and facing an indefinite and, of course, expensive period of rehabilitation. Hence, the fund for Phil, which is the official fundraiser. It was established uh, by the singer Honor Heffernan, along with members of his family. He's been making progress, but any sort of return to normal life and, uh, and music, of course, is apparently a very long way off. So the appeal is to you, if you can help in any, even a small way, by donating. The goal of the fund is to reach €100,000, and the fund is about halfway there. Online, uh, the best way in is thefundfulfill.com, or one word, thefundfulfill, and you'll find details there of events and, of course, how to donate.
And that was Tippin from the Gad Gang, which featured one of the most famous guitar players uh, from the D-file, Cornel Dupree. Uh, The band which recorded three albums, uh, the Gad Gang, in the 1980s and 90s, it was led by the drummer Steve Gad, as the name suggests, and it had always had Cornel Dupree, who was a founder member, with uh, Eddie Gomez on the bass, Richard T was the keyboard player, and there were there when there was a large brass section, Alan Rubin and John Faddis trumpets, uh, Dave Bergeron as the trombone player, George Young and Lou Marini on tenors, and Ronnie Cuba on the baritone. Well, Corn- Cornel uh, Dupree was an incredibly in-demand guitarist, and the list of his credits is just massive. From right at the beginning of his career, Aretha Franklin, right through to Stanley Tarantine, Archie Shep, Lou Rawls, Roland Kirk, Joe Cocker. He died back in 2011 at just uh, 68, a bit early. He had emphysema. But the band we've just heard, the Gad Gang, was one of his manifestations. You may also recall another one, which is called Stuff which was the previous manifestation back in the 70s, and then his many recordings under his own name, of course. He was, by the way, a Texan native. Not so our next artist, our next guitarist, uh, Al Di Meola. He's an Italian-American from New Jersey.
Pale de Miola there with uh, Senor Mouse, of course, Chick Corea. In contrast to the last guitarist we played, Cornel Dupree, whose whole career consisted of collaborative work and sessions as a sideman to an array of different musicians, Aldemiola has really only had one phase in his career, which was part of a collective, and that was led by someone else. Mind you, that was a pretty amazing apprenticeship for a 19-year-old guitarist to be part of Chick Corea's seminal unit, Return to Forever. Well, as I said up top, uh, the D-file guitarists are a bit thin on the ground, so we can repair a few omissions from the C-file and also take a quick look at the next chapter, beginning with E. We missed out the UK guitarist Dave Cliff. He's an absolute stalwart of the mainstream in Britain. So how about this one? Just, uh, just Lenny Skeet alongside him. It could happen to you.
Dave Cliff there with the bass player Lenny Skeet. Well, thanks to all those who got in touch after the 69th Hotbox and for asking about the the jazz worms from Denver. Uh, After making that show, I managed to get in touch with Andy Whale, uh, the W in the worms, and I asked him if he had any information on Jim Riley, the saxophonist and former landlord of the Fox Inn in Ashburn, and on whose last album Andy had played. Turned out that Jim had in fact died back in 2014 on his 84th birthday. But it also, uh, I also found out that Andy came over to Galway on holiday in 2019 and he played a bit so he was anxious to get the names of the basser and the drummer who joined him there. So if anybody knows, please let me know. Donald at jazzisland.ie <laughs> Thank you. 
Swiss guitarist Peter Eigenman his, uh, with his trio. Clearly, uh, Peter has listened to, to Wes Montgomery and indeed Jim Hall as well. Spiral Stairway was the piece. Eigenman uh, was the guitarist, of course, and Isla Echinger the bass and Peter Schmidlin on the drums. Just a taste for what we may find in the guitar files under the letter E. Well, that was from 2000. Um, we're right at the end now. Just a few words to remind you to go to thefunfulfilled.com and see if you can help at all. Uh, Phil's family report that he is making progress, and whilst it may at the moment be over-optimistic to think he'll return to playing piano the way he did, there are some good developments thanks to constant hospital care and indeed the funding that is so fundamental to that treatment. I should also mention with a very big thank you those who gave so generously to help jazzisland.ie up and running. Um, we believe Jazz Island to be an essential service for musicians and audiences and venues. And we were thrilled to get confirmation that you agreed with us. Thanks indeed. Well, also, of course, there's Nigel Mooney. Um, his funding goal was reached very quickly. He said it will help him to buy a better quality of wine. But I think he might have been joking. Maybe not. I don't have a date for the release, but I do know uh, work is proceeding apace and it's now into the technical stuff, not the actual recording. So let's play us out with the last of our D-file guitarists, Eddie Durham. He was one of the earliest of the electric guitar players and he played in many of the big bands of the 1930s. In fact, uh, his recording he recorded the very first electrically amplified guitar back in 1935 with the Jimmy Lunsford Band. Before that, he featured in Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra, which was, of course, to morph into the Count Basie Orchestra. Eddie Durham, uh, a strange mix, actually. He doubled on guitar and trombone. 
He was uh, also valued as a composer and arranger for both Basie and Lunchford bands, and as well as he had his own all-star girls orchestra for a time, uh, one of the first all-female bands. But let's go with Spanish Stomp from 1929 with a little guitar solo from Eddie Durham. Don't forget uh, to contact me with any thoughts and comments or ideas, donald at jazzisland.ie. But for now, if you have been, thanks for listening.